When I was growing up, I was taught in American history books that Africa had no history, and neither did I. That I was a savage who had been saved by Europe and brought to America. And of course, I believed it. I didn't have much choice. Those are the only books there were. Everyone else seemed to agree. If you walk out of Harlem, ride out of Harlem, downtown, the world agrees. What you see is much bigger, cleaner, whiter, richer, safer than where you are. They collect the garbage. People obviously can pay their life insurance. The children look happy, safe. You're not. And you go back home. And it would seem then, of course, that it's an act of God, that this is true. That you belong where white people have put you. It is only since the Second World War that there's been a counter image in the world. And that image not come about through any legislation on the part of any American government, but through the fact that Africa was suddenly on the stage of the world and Africans had to be dealt with in a way they'd never been dealt with before. This gave an American Negro for the first time a sense of himself beyond a savage or a clown. It has created a great many conundrums. One of the great things that the white world does not know, but I think I do know, is that black people are just like everybody else. One has used the myth of Negro and the myth of color to pretend and to assume that you are dealing essentially with something exotic, bizarre, and practically according to human laws unknown. Alas, it is not true. We are also mercenaries, dictators, murderers, liars. We are human too. What is crucial here? Unless we can manage to have some kind of dialogue between those people whom I pretend have paid for the American dream and those other people who have not achieved it, we will be in terrible trouble. And I am a, I'm a grown man, and perhaps I can be reasoned with. I certainly hope I can be. But I don't know, and neither does Martin Luther King, none of us know how to deal with those other people whom the white world has so long ignored, who don't believe anything the white world says, and don't entirely believe anything I or Martin say. And one can't blame them. You watch what has happened to them in less than 20 years. It is a terrible thing for an entire people to surrender to the notion that one-ninth of its population is beneath them. And until that moment, until the moment comes, when we, the Americans, we, the American people, are able to accept the fact that on that continent we are trying to forge a new identity for which we need each other, and that I am not a ward of America. I am not an object of missionary charity. I am one of the people who built the country. Until this moment, there is scarcely any hope for the American dream because the people who are denied participation in it by their very presence will wreck it. And if that happens, it's a very grave moment for the West. Thank you. going on it's sporadics we're back it's been a while but it's good to hear from the fellas fellas in the place james joe malcolm Yo. how y'all doing good good What's back, up, man? it's good to be back man right. it's good to be back a lot's happened since the last time we've been on and uh the main thing that's been in the news of course is the the george uh floyd narrative and I mean, there are a lot of angles we can go from that, man. So, I mean, when anybody wants to jump in, what's your first take on the 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 narrative, the story, and just how how it's impacted the the sporting world? Mm. I mean, you got. I mean, our coach, of course, he's he's spoken out on some things and. Uh, it's it's really it's it's really a, a, a powerful statement and a sight to see the number of people that have come together on this. 
and some people have have have, have said that Mr. Floyd is a, a martyr, which I, we can talk about that. But I think at the very least, it's bonded people to to come together, at least. Yeah. Yeah, to some degree. Um, there's still a lot left. There's a lot of work to do in America. Um, but go ahead, Joe. What were you saying? I wasn't saying anything. Okay. <laughs> So this this uh, quote unquote lynching uh, in front of our eyes, man, um, it's been one of those things that you don't really, as a black man, and all of us brothers on a day to day basis, um, being in society and you know, you're always looked at as whether you know it or not or whether you think you are or not. You're looked at as a threat. You're looked at as a criminal or you're looked at as <clears throat> someone who is uneducated. Yeah. Someone who is bottom of the barrel, just you're not seen as a human, even in today's society. And George Floyd's murder was a testament, like to that. Like it was just proof of that. Mm. Um, yeah, it just it it just hurt. It hurt to see that, man. God, it was yeah. to feel that. Even you know what I mean. What's the first just, emotion that you felt, yeah, when you got wind of it? Man. Uh I would I just I didn't want to believe it. You know what I mean? Like it just didn't it was it was tough to see. I I just can't believe I, I just don't wanna believe that we can that people can still hate that much. Mm. I mean, it's just, I don't, I don't know, man. It's just tough. I, I think that when you look at it just at, from the macro perspective and, and Malcolm, you and I, we went back and forth a little bit off offline, not on podcast, but it, it made me, when I read the article or the op-ed that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar wrote, it it helped me understand where you're coming from because there are a lot of people in different in different areas and different emotional states. Some people are angry, some people are uh, uh, depressed, uh, some people are tired, and everyone has a right to feel whatever they want to feel. And you know, as I was just saying, Malcolm, um, you you probably represent you're not alone in your position because I think your position is probably, I would dare say uh, the majority um, when, when you talk about a specific demographic. So when I I'll ask you uh, the question, Malcolm, what, what was your first reaction or even emotion or maybe a range of emotion when you, when you first got wind of the, the story? I would say it was definitely a range of emotions. <clears throat> uh, so I first got wind of it through a former Spur. Shout out Stephen Jackson. Mm. Stack five. Um, and it was seeing his emotion that he had lost a friend. Um, but not, I hadn't quite seen the video. Um, and then later that day, saw the video and put two and two together. Um, so I think I had like a kind of pre-emotion like oh man one of my favorite players lost somebody and then to see how he lost them and see how much bigger it was than just Steven Jackson lost somebody you know what I mean mm -hmm. um so it, it was it was definitely uh a sad emotion and then it kind of turned into I'll say activist mode or uh that ain't right 
I want to do something, Malcolm, came out, and it was more, very much more anger. And uh, I can say that right now, it still is anger. Yeah. Um, yeah. You look at you look at things different. It's, it's crazy because 2020 has given us two great things to make us rethink of how we live life. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it be a coronavirus or the awakening and acknowledgement that there is racial injustice in this country, um, that uh, George Floyd uh, was a catalyst for, I would say. Then um, that's not to discredit any other names or any other lives that were lost the same way. Um, right. Because there were soldiers in the, on the field that lost their lives the same way. Um, and they've helped us build to this moment. But he, George Floyd, uh, seems to be the tip of the candle right now that's burning. So, Yeah. I think one of the things that uh, you posted on uh, Facebook that was, uh, I think, was very powerful in that uh, you, you, you put the call out for bro- brothers, brothers to say, I love you. And that's something that, yeah. you know, uh, when we look at it from our perspective, our people's perspective, you, we don't say that enough or at, even at all, yeah. because maybe it's the stigma of it being a sign of a weakness or whatever the case is. When you put that call out there, that right there, uh, I think that that that's really, if there's one positive I can think of is that there's this renewal of, Hey, am I my brother's keeper? And without a doubt, that 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 the answer to that question is yes. Yeah, yeah, I think that that was that one was powerful. And uh, when I first read it, it made me think like, like we said, George Floyd could have been any of us sitting here recording tonight. It could have been any of our closest of friends, or it could have been any of our teachers, associates, it could have been anybody that we come in contact with on a daily basis that we really love and we might not ever get to say I love you again. Um, it, it, was, it was powerful and, and it made me actually do a little bit more research into it and um, I think as black men we do have a way of saying I love you that doesn't absolutely have to come out as I love you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I realized that when I was talking to one of the guys at the bank, and uh, he uh, he comes in and does a deposit, black guy, and we talked back and forth through the uh, drive-through. And uh, after we were done this one particular day, I said, "All right, man, be safe out here." Something that you know I say all the time: "Be safe out here." You know what I mean, and I think that was my way of being like, "Bro, you mean something to me." I can't quite say I love you because I don't know mm-hmm. you. Right. But but we need to make this connection again. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I think there's a mm-hmm. way of saying it that's not exactly mm-hmm. I love you. And I think from that article it made me realize to recognize the different ways people give you your flowers while you're here and say I love mm-hmm. you. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Do you guys think that uh the climate has changed as it relates to how we to, to Malcolm's point? Have you seen it change in, 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 in your neighborhoods or in the community toward another, a fellow brother, or even not just a black man, but just oh, how yeah. you deal with people not only that are black, but people that are not black, white, uh, specifically white, white people? Oh, definitely, man. Um, I was at a grocery store the other day and you know, we gotta you gotta wear the mask. Everybody has a mask on, but um, one of the guys that was like bringing in the carts, like going into the store and going out out of the store, he made it a point to come up to me and like, you know, elbow elbow bump me like, bro, be safe, man, or how you doing? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's it's one of those things he's you could tell he's younger than me but it's like he needed that you know what i mean like he needed to connect with me on the level to say like 
hey, man, I just want to see how you're doing. And before I left, like, hey, be safe. And it was, i probably seen this kid a few times. And it would be like a, a head nod or something. But after this, man, um, it's just like a, there's a, a, a different connection there. And even when you see somebody, when you see a black man, um, and you say be safe, like, like Malcolm Sam, you say be safe. I'm not telling you be safe like, oh, yeah, man, like, you know, it's raining or something like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm telling you be safe like in your being because like it's it's crazy out here like like make sure you're like doing everything that you need to do um to protect yourself but also like not get caught up in something that could you know like go left cuz it could go left really fast mm-hmm. Bobby, you know what I mean? Bobby will, Bobby will respect this. Basically, watch your six. Watch your six, bro. Watch your six, bro. Because they, right. listen, because you, you know, you don't know what's behind you. You know yep. what I mean? And it, it's just coming. a, you don't know what's coming. And, and what's crazy, bro, like, I never thought about all the encounters that I've had with cops. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've I've had some encounters with cops or even wannabe cops, um, like security uh, officers or somebody that's like a patrol officer or something like that. That if you give them a a little baton or you give them something, a taser or whatever, that they have this sense of like power. So, um, just thinking about all those those things and how something could have just gone another way and I could have been George Floyd. Mm. You know what I mean? Or Philando or anybody. You know what I'm saying? That that we, we have so many names. It's I heard Charlemagne say this the other day. He's like, it's just so many names now that you just kind of lose track of oh such and such oh yeah I remember that like that was like three years ago but you still like you talk when I say Freddie Gray you like dang I remember the Freddie Gray situation but it's just been so many names after that that you just don't it's crazy that this is a cycle and it just continues to happen mm. so so much so that we lose track of the names and you can't put all the names on a t-shirt. You can't put all the names in a hashtag. It's you, you would be doing that for a long time, bro. Why do you, why do you guys think it's become and to your point, James, we we've experienced this, we've seen it uh as long as we and you combine all of our years together. Why do you think it's it's resonated so much with not because we've 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 seen it and 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 we experience it again. Why do you think it's it's resonating so much with with other people? I think that you, don't look like us. I think I think because you, you you could turn a blind eye to something that you don't you don't see. So like if you say Tamir Rice or uh, Breonna Taylor, mm. uh, Sandra Bland. Um, you like Tamir was like a, it was like a, you saw it on camera, but you didn't see it. Like it was like a snap. Like I can't think of the word that I'm trying to do, but like the way that you saw it, it was just kind of, it was like it was, it was sketchy. Mm-hmm. Like you saw it, but it was like frame by frame. You know what I'm yeah. saying? This was something that you saw, like deliberately, like happen right in front of you for over eight minutes and there was no like emotion on this man's face there was no emotion on his face nobody was doing anything about it 
the other cops were standing there. And this was just the straw that broke the camel's back because it was like, in this climate that we already have in America, because it's, I mean, cops are taking black men out all the Mm -hmm. time. So in this climate that we we have already, you're going to do this, Mm -hmm. where I'm going to have this man handcuffed. He can't move. Can you imagine being handcuffed laying on the street, bro, and and another grown man's weight is put on your neck and he's just sitting there. Yeah. Not like, he's like, I'm waiting for you to die. Yeah. And, and, it's, it's, and it's happening on camera and he sees the camera and he's like, whatever. And that's the thing that just kind of every other cop that was doing something, they thought they were like defending themselves or they felt like they were threatened or something like that. I mean, Eric Garner was different because they were definitely choking him out. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But this was like, oh, no, you're you're already down. And I'm just going to make sure it's one less one of you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to take one of y'all out. You, you're absolutely right. I, I when I saw that same scene, I, I, I see that. And then I, I was telling my wife, the thing that really hit me, that that hit me right to the core of who I am is that while he has that knee in his neck, this grown man who's about, not not about, he's, he's only four years younger than me, 46. And he, as, and he's a big man, he's a big man, but he reverted back to an infantile state and the only thing he could call out was his mama. Mama, they won't let me up. Mama, I can't breathe. Mom's, his mother's yeah. nowhere in sight, and he's reverting back to when he was a child. Um, so think about what your body's going through when you're losing mm-hmm. air, and you're you can't you you can't breathe. Your you your your sight, your vision is probably being distorted you're probably starting to see things because your air supply is cut off the stuff that he was going through in, in those eight minutes, eight and a half minutes or more. And it's just something that, you know, you wouldn't wish on somebody. This is like, this wasn't a rope put around his neck, but it's the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we're just going to sit there and watch it and we're going to, you know, we're going to see you die. Mm. And that's what, that's what he did. It was just, we're going to display this for everybody to see. Let me, let me tie that into the sporting world. Uh, Malcolm mentioned Steven Jackson and, and that's one of the, if not the first person he heard on the sporting side, talk about this issue. It was one, you know, uh, one of them, if not the, first person he heard who was the first sporting uh celebrity that you heard talk out or speak on this i think it was steven for me as well yeah um and that was uh a post with him just like he was like in tears and he's just like is this what i have to wake up to that's the one i saw and it's like I don't know. He was like he had just sent him some clothes. He was up there. This is his brother, I think. So yeah, it's not it's not his blood brother, but um, not his blood brother, yeah. but he's like his brother, yeah, they, right? They look exactly so, like they call they, they call close, yeah, and they, they call look, each other twin, exactly right? Like, right. Mm. So you know, he's like I sent him some clothes. He was up there just you know driving trucks mm-hmm. or whatever. He was trying to do the right thing. He's doing the right thing. And y'all took my brother out like that. Joe, go ahead. No, I'm just saying that just kind of because we've been especially like Steven Jackson was a part of the Spurs community Mm -hmm. as well. But the um, the the podcast was a big thing. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, like like not necessarily knowing him but getting to know him through the podcast 
um, as well as Matt Barnes because I wasn't a big Matt Barnes fan, you know what I'm saying? But, like, getting to know him and, like, what they stand for, things like that, then you become, like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm following these people. I'm hearing them, like, yeah, they speaking out, whatever. They got a voice, and then this happened, and it's like, wait, that happened really close to him, you know what I'm saying? To And it's it's crazy how much they do look alike, you know what I'm saying? And it's it, it hurt, man, because it was like, dang, bro. Like, how did how could that how could those those like stars align for that to happen? And then, you know, it was just one of those freaky things. <clears throat> Joe, who was the first person you heard uh, on the sporting side? Um, I guess. Probably pop when you sent the uh, the video to that or the um the podcast, podcast with Greg Popovich because so I don't um I don't watch the news too often and I don't I don't be on social media like that so it wasn't it it wasn't just you know popping up for me where I was seeing a whole bunch of um, athletes or whatever saying you know talking about it or whatever. So when when you guys was when you guys started sending it or you know it was getting it was you know being being put everywhere um then then finally I you know I was like all right I I need to check this out this is this is huge you know what I mean so um when I listened to the podcast with pop on it that was that was probably the first thing what, that was pretty. And that was that was that, that was big. It was, was huge. Big. And and for a white man uh to be as vocal, and we've talked about this offline. What are your thoughts about Pop's position on this? Anybody? James James, you were you, you, I love, I love yeah, my I tell coach. You, you were very right. vocal on that, yeah. but I figured you were gonna think I I love <laughs> I love my coach, man. Um I think You're not afraid. You know what I mean? He he's not afraid to speak out on things. Um, I actually gained a lot of respect for. I already had respect for Steve Kerr, of course, but uh, Pete Carroll um, gained a lot of respect for him as well. Just the amount of, I'm not even bravery because I feel like white people should be speaking out now more than ever, um, but for them to use their platform in that way um, to discuss it and to hear their viewpoints on things. And I agree with a lot of their points, especially uh, when Pete was talking about uh, education. Yeah, but when he was talking about education, I think that was a big part of um, a, a big part of the conversation because if you look at American history or what you learn in school, it doesn't include black history. Um, And when, when you talk about black history and you give us a month, which is the shortest month of the Mm -hmm. year, and then you continuously uh, quote unquote, educate uh, kids on the same individuals year after year after year, but you, also in your american history give us lies so you you tell us american history but you still don't give us the truth so whether you're saying american history or black history you're still not giving us the whole story and 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 that's the that leads to what we have now we have a bunch of people who are ignorant to the fact that this even exists and to the fact that your 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 skin is different from mine, so that brings a bevy of issues for you that I don't have to deal with because I'm white and you're black, but you should be okay because you're an American, right? Mm-hmm. That's not how the world works. And- you know right. And let me throw in real quick um, to all of our listeners, what James is referring to and, and, and Joe 
uh, Greg Popovich was a host. Well, he was a guest on the sh- uh, podcast hosted by Steve Kerr and I believe it's Pete Carroll. Yeah, flying. Coach. Check that podcast out. Uh, we'll plug them. Uh, it, it's a it's a fascinating conversation that they talk about. And to your point. Yeah, I'll put a link to it in our um That's awesome. That's awesome. And as an educator of of kids in, in the middle school range, seventh grade, it's challenged me. I try to do every year something outside of the norm uh, to expose uh, my kids to our history. But it does challenge me to even bring out even more and expose them to even more of history that's not... Uh, discussed and, and one of the the pieces uh, of that podcast that you're talking about flying coach that challenged me I know it wasn't taught to me when I was in school is the uh, what was it they called the uh, the black Wall Street black Wall Street the Tulsa mm-hmm. race ride right I don't know if there's yep, any yep. now it might be different up and you can correct me if I'm wrong James it might be different up north but I know down south that never was covered uh, all throughout my elementary, middle, and high school. We never had. Well, I didn't go to school up here, so, and it's and it's. I can tell you now, it's not taught up here. Um, I mean, I'm from High Point, yeah. So we didn't learn about that. I didn't learn about that until I got yeah. to college. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And I, I think that. that- historically black you all day man and that's and to your point again above your point you're absolutely right i think it starts that's one of the places you can uh make if affect change is in in the school system and to be challenged to do that the question is is will the board of education of each state be willing to do that and that's that's the question well to have these white men speak about that and speak about it so strongly mm-hmm. you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying um i think that's how we make change you know what i'm saying if you have people that don't look like you care um as much about you as you do i think that's how things start to uh change so there i think there's a lot of educators that are pushing for a a new wave of this information to reach our kids because you have black kids who only know Harriet mm-hmm. Tubman and Martin Luther mm-hmm. King and Rosa Parks. They have no they they have no idea about the Tuskegee Airmen mm-hmm. or um, Sojourner Truth or um Mary McLeod Bethune they don't know about these people and they just it's like a shock to them like how can you be black and be culturally shocked about what is yours you know what I'm saying this is your history this is your background this this is this is a part of you you should know about this especially mm-hmm. you and that's, you know, Pop mentioned that is that to, to remain, I believe he said, to remain silent or show inaction uh, or being oblivious, that's being complicit. I mean, you're, you, you're not, to not do anything, that's just as bad as doing what that man did to Mr. Floyd. As it's, you need, you need good white people, man. You need good yeah. white people. Yeah. You're, you're like, Harriet Tubman wouldn't have made the amount of trips she made without good mm-hmm. white people. She wouldn't have been able to hide and um, make it through some nights if it weren't for people putting up quilts with arrows um, knitted into the quilts or um, had leaving a light burning saying, hey, you can stay here because they cared about them because they thought they were human, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And not that they shouldn't be treated that way. If you don't have other people on your side, and I know a lot of people like, black people, we got to do this, we're going to do it. Yeah, we can do it. We can definitely do a lot 
on our own, but we don't own anything. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't own half as much as white people do. You know what I'm saying? So, you, you know, to have somebody that is like, no, I'm going to give you this uh, or I'm going to fight for you to have this opportunity or yeah, I'm going to help you out. At this point, you need people that are going to help you. You need people that are going to help you, man. Because who's going to listen to us? Like, if we're going to, like, if it was just black people trying to fight for justice, um, how long we've been doing that? Yeah. I yeah, I agree with you 100%. I mean, we've been doing this for, for a long time, and, and we definitely going to need the help and support of others. Um, I think that also, and, and, Malcolm, you know this. Uh, I give him a hard time, and JG, you, I know you love him to death when it comes to Mr. LeBron James. But I, I will say that this is where I definitely expect LBJ to be front and center, and he is, and people are going to follow him. You're talking about leadership, and that's one of the things that Pop talks about that we need leaders on all sides, black. Black folk, white folk, um, but LeBron has always been a champion for uh, as as long as I can remember uh, him as as of late and even all throughout his career, uh, speaking out on these types of issues. And I, I expect there to I expect there to be some type of movement, uh, big time movement in the NBA. What are your guys' thoughts on the NBA and and what they can do moving forward? Anybody? I think I think the NBA does a great job of <clears throat> allowing their their players to be as open uh, as they want to be. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think that's been an issue for a very long time in the NBA. Um, I guess you could say the, the dress code was mm-hmm. one of the things that they kind of uh, could stifle someone on. But as far as speaking and saying what you say, I think the NBA has been pretty great about that. Um, I think if we talk in basketball, I think the next big power move that is going to happen um, would be top black talent going to, to HBCUs. I think that'll have absolutely yeah than anything absolutely that the current NBA and their players are doing just because as they get older and get out of it, we need that younger force to continue it. So I think that that would be. If we're talking basketball, yep. send uh, send those kids to HBCUs. Imagine, imagine the the debatable goat LeBron James, and I put that debatable there for Bobby. Um, <laughs> 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 his son going to a HBCU. How how much revenue does that bring for the black community of all the different AC, um, HBCU teams. Like, that's crazy. That's true. That's that's instant mm-hmm. revenue into our community just because LeBron is who he is. And his son carries that name and is pretty good. Mm-hmm. The, uh, imagine, imagine Georgetown. What what year was that? What year 80, was that? 80, um, when uh, Pat Ewing was there in Georgetown? Yes. Or John Thompson, yes. excuse me, 82. Imagine that. Imagine Georgetown times 50. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you have now, you have black schools competing for national championships. Mm-hmm. That'd be powerful. You know what I'm saying? Powerful. Like, how crazy would that be, bro? Yeah. Yep. And 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 who's gonna beat them? Like if they're and especially if they're well coached, if they're well coached, and they get there, and you and you put the majority of your talent here, and they have not just the not just the talent, but the fan base is because y'all know when we show up, we show mm-hmm. out. So. You know, you fill in arenas, it's, it's and it's, it's black in there, bro. Mm-hmm. 
I'm telling you, bro. That, I mean, that would change the face of the NCAA, and it would it would definitely shift the NBA draft tremendously. Like it would just, I don't know, everything would just look. It would be crazy to have just black everything, bro. That would be awesome. Colin Colin Kaepernick, how does he look right now? The goat. He looked like a genius. Yeah. He looked he like, like uh, Jesus. <laughs> like, if 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 I told you so was a person, I think it would be Colin Kaepernick. If I told you so was a person, it would be Colin Kaepernick. And it would be a couple players before him. But according to now, yeah, he. if I told you so was a person, it would be him like – his his choice of protesting and how George Floyd died. Like I think the kneel emotion in both of those is so so strong. Man. Cause like it could and be, bro, it could be as simple as me to add to that and protest. Go ahead. But this man is literally taking a knee. You know what I mean? Like that's that's so mm-hmm. powerful. Like yeah. And he was told to kneel because he was first yeah, he was first sitting, and Nate Boyer was like, if you want to respect the flag, too, then kneel. Yeah. So you're, like, giving that advice. A green, a green beret in the military. Out of respect for mm-hmm. the flag, but to still get your point across. You know what I'm saying? And it was not heard. It was still not heard. It was overlooked. It was looked at as you're being disrespectful because you know why? You're a black man. You're supposed to do what I'm telling you to do. And now it looks like I've been saying this the whole time, though. And I don't have a job. Now, now to that point, uh, James, since you, you, you bring that up, uh, do you see Cap getting back in, into the league after this? And not, 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 I mean, not as kneeling, so. but the movement that's taking place right now, do you do you see him getting in the league? Well, first of all, it's going to be so much kneeling this season. Um, they're just going to have to get over You think it. so? And, oh, yeah. Um, especially with the message that was sent by the players. Which was dope, by the and, way. And it was very dope. And then Good, Goodell um, releasing the second statement saying, we got it wrong. Mm. And we messed up. And he said, without black players, we wouldn't have an NFL, which is totally Seven. accurate. They are over 70% of the league. So, you know, who are we to say you're wrong for taking a knee for something that me and, and, and it's crazy. Malcolm just said this. You're taking a knee for something that it, it just, it just, it's crazy how that is so how how ironic for that to be the way that George Floyd died. And then this is, this is the way that we were doing this. And what are y'all going to say now? Because like you said, Colin was doing this and nobody was listening. So what are y'all going to say now if we take a knee? Because we're tired of this. This is the reason we're doing this. And we said that it's been three years since he did that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? For Bobby, I got, I got one for Bobby. This is uh, okay. I, I would say, well, actually, this is probably for all y'all. This is probably just a little bit before my basketball knowledge. But um, what do y'all think about the stand that Muhammad Abdul Rauf took, and at the beginning of his career, that cost him his career about the same mm. social injustices. Mm. Mm. I think that 90, with – so. right, in the early 90s. And I, I think that his his narrative, his story is very similar to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as far as him being beloved, beloved by – you know, we, we've had this joke about, you know, Michael Jordan and, you know, he, I'm a fan and all this other stuff and – and, and you to are. some degree, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit, but I think that <laughs> you are, you are, a fan, maybe a little, but the, I, 
the argument that Kareem uh, is just as, if not more polished as a player, especially as a champion in high school and in college. So, but the, the issue is that for him, when it came to the media, he didn't care too much for the media at all. He didn't give them, he didn't smile. He didn't, he, he challenged them. And I think Mahmoud, Mahmoud Abdul Raouf, he challenged, especially with his faith. And when you're, when you're talking about a Muslim, it, it, and that's just one example, people fear the unknown. And when you talk about someone's faith, if you don't know about it, whether it's whether it's faith, religion, whether it's a, a race of people, you invoke you invoke your own fears, and they didn't know him. And because of that, as a result of that, he was blackballed, very similar to Cap. And so, it, it, it's 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 a to your point, Malcolm, the stuff that. Cap was talking about uh, Raouf, aka Chris Jackson. You know, where he and he doesn't go by that name anymore. He brought these same types of issues or concerns, maybe not to the same degree and level as Cap, but I think part of that had to do with who he was and what he stood for. You only have freedom of speech until you piss somebody off, bro, and then. If you piss the right person off, they'll shut you up. But to your, but to your point, James, I think that, and, and now I'm really, I'm, I'm gonna look at this. I don't think there's any shutting us up now. Ah, you, you can't, you can't do it. Like the, the NFL, uh, the NFL's um, take on it, especially with the video. These are stars. These aren't mm-hmm. like players that you know, get, like, garbage time. These are – you have Pat Mahomes in there. You got players that are um, – they're, they're top caliber players, man, and they're sitting there like, hey, man, something got to be done because I could – I am George Floyd. I could have mm-hmm. been him. And what if that happened to me? You know what and I that's mean? that's the mantra. You're right. That's what they're so, saying. That commercial, I am George Floyd. And so – so it's, it's you know fine. something's got to change. It's something got to change. You can't keep telling people to be quiet for something that they believe in. If that's if th- we believe in this, we have no choice to believe in it. We see it on camera, so they should have the right to peacefully protest. And James, let me ask you this. Who cares about what Drew Brees says or somebody like that? And then you want to apologize about it because you said what you said and you were honest about it. So I appreciate that. At the end of the day, Do you, it ain't about the flag. It, it's you know never. It's not. About it's the it's flag. never been about the flag. And I and you guys know I'm a veteran, right. and people have asked me this from time to time. What, what are your thoughts on it? Um, and my thoughts have all has they've always been the same. Is that, and it's very similar to uh, what that long snapper said uh, to Cap. You have the right, James. You have the right, Malcolm. You have the right, Joe. You have the right to protest and kneel and 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 to voice your uh, opinion anywhere you want because of the country you live in. Because if 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 we proclaim to be this 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 country that's free for all and liberty for all, then you have the inalienable right to do that, and I, I fight for that right for you to do to 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 take those stances. So I have no problem whatsoever with it. I think the people that that have a problem with it, and I'm not gonna get too political because. And I appreciate you fighting for that. And and I thank you for your support. Most definitely. I'm I'm not going to get too political because I'm getting ready to retire (laughs) in five months. But, uh, (laughs) but no, let's let you retire first. And and I'm going to definitely do a lot more speaking out on stuff. But I can still say that when it when it comes to that, it it 
it it it doesn't matter as long as you're not causing harm to someone and and the point that you just made you're having a peaceful protest there's absolutely nothing wrong with that and the people that are having issues with this are people that have hijacked the narrative of what cap was all about and and, and to again to, to reemphasize your point james is that the focus was never about the flag and in drew Brees's case i was going to ask you this question um and not just you, but to, to everybody here. He apologized. Do you? And well, and then, based on your reaction, I think I know what your response is going to be. Does that change your view of him as as a a player and b a person? Doesn't change my viewpoint of him as a player because he's a great player. Um, because some people are going to hate as a person as a person it changed it because i respected him you know even after the apology and the apology changes everything because you still avoided (laughs) the situation with your apology like you still kind of as my grandma would say pussyfooted around the Mm -hmm. the the situation at hand you didn't address it you know what i mean and and it's and it's and it's no fault to him you're just ignorant to the fact that it exists that this is a problem in america you aren't paying attention to the things that are going on around you so you're playing with black players but never get to know what they're dealing with. You live in a black city. You play for a black city and you don't know what's going on in that city. Mm. So you're blind to the fact that this is a problem. Mm. Right In New Orleans, bro, are you kidding me? That was a big one. It'll be interesting to see how he's going to be received when he gets out on the field. uh, So, listen. All of us in a fantasy league together. Y'all better not pick Drew Brees, bro. Do not pick that. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. He can't. Nah, I ain't picking him. And listen, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Vikings fan, but I'm also a Panthers fan, and I hope they rock his head. I don't want him to get hurt. I don't want him to be like injured for the rest of the year because I want him to play them twice, and I want them to rock them twice. Speaking of that, and we play them, and we play them this year too again and I hope they knock snot from his nose and I want him to get up I want him (laughs) to be okay after the game I just want him to feel the presence of these black people that you ignoring and you haven't paid attention to all of our listeners out there we're not James has said it best we we are definitely not uh, promoting violence Uh, it's no, not it's violent. Not. It's not violent at all. It's the game of but football. But let me ask you this. Since you brought up football, it's a sporadic. So I ask you real quick about this. What are your thoughts since you brought up football? What do you guys think about C- the, the, the CEO of CPI mm-hmm. and the Panthers letting him go based on his statement that, and I'm going to paraphrase, but I'm going to try to, try to get, get it right, that you, the focus should be on black-on-black crime as opposed to the focus. Yeah, screw him. Okay, too. all right. You blind mm-hmm. too. I listen, man. The time out for sugarcoating and trying to please people or make you mm-hmm. feel you need to feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. If if you're if if you're if you don't look like me, you need to feel uncomfortable because that's how I feel every day. You yeah. know what I'm saying? If I if I go out and I step into I could step into an environment that I don't necessarily belong in, yes, could I could I walk into a room full of white people and be okay? Yeah, I could do that. But am I still uncomfortable? Mm. Yes. Am, am, am I am I very much so like aware that these people looking at me like, oh, he's this or he could be that or whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. I got I got lost. You know how many descriptions? Mm-hmm. If somebody mm-hmm. said, Hey bruh, a dude with uh locks robbed me. He was a black man and he had a beard mm-hmm. and a goatee. 
I, I, that could be anybody. This is work. You know what this I'm saying? This is work every day for me, by the way. That's what I'm saying. So, you like, you're uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. You need to feel the same the same feeling I'm the, feeling. You need to feel the all uncomfortability. Of this. Yes. You need mm-hmm. to feel it. You need to feel the uncomfortability. Mm-hmm. You need to feel that. And it needs to be something that you recognize as an issue for me because obviously you thought it was just Peachy King. We were good. Everything was, nah, man. The, the time is out for us to be sitting trying to make other people feel good or whatever when you gotta you gotta go to work um or whatever and come home and act like nothing happened throughout the entire day you know what i'm saying or you were you were okay and for somebody asked you how was your day and you like well it was all right well they want more from you i can't say i can't tell you how i'm feeling man some days I don't have the words for how I feel and it ain't just because of racism it's just because I'm a black man in America and this world doesn't this this country does not give us the same opportunities we have to work for that you have to work 10 times harder for those things when you say uncomfortable and let me ask you this uh, and I, I agree with you 100% the pressure needs to be felt and with these protests, I've always maintained that this needs to continue. The pressure needs to continue to be put uh, mm-hmm. visibly. My concern, though, is, is that it's gonna it, it may die out. How long do you see these protests going? We need to stay. We need to stay focused. We need to stay because it, it's not just rest in peace, George Floyd. It's not just about George Floyd, mm-hmm. though. We we are losing people left and right, man. And this is it's it's not okay. It's not okay. Um, this can we cannot allow ourselves to be distracted because there's going to be another distraction. Hell, there's going to be another wave of coronavirus. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And we we still out here protesting and people forgetting that we in a pandemic. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there's going to be something else that tries to distract us and take us off course. And we can't do that. I've heard a lot of people already starting to say that. Remember, don't forget what we are fighting for because in October, what are we going to be doing? You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. What are we going to be doing a few months from now? So we, we can't lose focus, man, because if we do that, then before you know it, it'd just be, you know, George Floyd will just be another name and he just add him to the list of names and then we'll try to have an uprising again. I think there is an a, a awakening in the white community and not just the white community, but just globally. I think globally people are other than Americans, they're tired of hearing the same thing over and over and over again. I saw it on TV. You've got France. You've got uh, England. You've got it's this movement is I've never seen anything like this in my natural life. You've read about stuff in the 60s and how it might it, it moved not only this country, but other countries. But this is I don't think I've seen anything like this on this yeah. particular level. So um, it's encouraging, man. I, I think you're 100% right. We have to continue to keep the pressure up and um, get involved, get into our local uh, governments, get, I mean, get, get with groups, get with your, your, your local constituents. And as, as <sighs> I, I gotta be careful with this, but the former president said, um, get involved on the grassroots level and, continue to protest, continue yeah. to get out there and let your voices be heard. And do, cause you asked that question a little while ago, James, what, you know, you were brainstorming out loud um, and asking yourself the rhetorical question, what can I do? And, 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 yeah. and I think that's, that's where we are as a people, as black folk. Support, support black businesses, that's man. Definitely. We need to put more dollars mm-hmm. into black businesses. Um, 
we also need to like we we need to not allow people to be ignorant. You know what I'm saying? Like educate educate, educate people educate. on the things that concern us. You know what I'm saying? Like no, it's not okay for you to say that or it's not okay for you to do this. Stop letting people get away with stuff. You know what I'm saying? They, because that just like enables them to to do those things and they feel like it's okay because why? Because you said you allowed it. So you, you know, it was okay for you. You so know, Pop mentioned it must be okay for everybody right, else. Right, and Pop mentioned that um, he said call every incident out and he referenced, uh, and, and we can do that and make effective change because you remember back in the day, well, say back in the day, in the 80s, uh, mothers got together and they, form, and they formed that Mothers Against Drunk Driving. And now, if anyone's ever caught, put me as an example, if I'm ever caught uh, driving under influence, I'm pro- more than likely, I'm going to be ostracized and treated as if I'm a... A, a leper because I should know better. And so we right. they put so much money and finance into okay, hey, if you drink and drive, then that you just you need to be under the jail. And so when it comes to something that as that's is out there and overt and covert racism, it, it needs to be called out. It it needs to be called and yeah. dealt with. So Man, we've been on this thing for an hour. We're gonna uh and I and we I and we it. can continue we, we can keep it. going. Um but our, our main man, uh JG, I know he wanted to uh challenge nah, nah, us. We're good. Nah, we're good. No, I mean because we I wanna get that in too now. I mean, because I mean we can come back and revisit this if we want. What you say, Jane? I'm saying we definitely gonna revisit this. Yes. Um I also feel like I feel like this is a great conversation, man. I feel I still feel like we still got a lot to say. Okay. You know what okay. I'm saying? Um, keep it going. I don't think we have to ever stray away from this conversation because I think that's what our platform is for. Like we use it. It is sports related, but we black men, bro. For sure. All and it's day. stuff that's going to affect us. Is going to piss us off. Is going to. Um, make us emotional and we should be able to voice that and we have a platform to do that where nobody can tell us oh you can't say this you can't say that you can't do this you can't do that we could do whatever the hell we want to do on the sporadics podcast because it is ours it it, uh, it it opens up dialogue and and that's part of i think the healing process much like when we were going through and trying to process the whole Kobe Bryant story and I yeah. think that with this to your point this is this is only the beginning because I, we've talked about this how this movement is going to continue it's not going to stop tonight or tomorrow or next week there's going to be something that's going to be reported we're going to see some more stories and more narratives of of how we're treated and what's happening to change this this narrative of of, yeah. of racism in America. So, and I really, for our listeners, actually go and 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 read that article by Kareem. He talks talks about some stuff. Then also the article by Leslie uh, Lisa Leslie. Um, I think she wrote her article. If you, um, I think I shared it with you. Guys. If you give me those links, I'll put both of those <laughs> links in the description yeah. for everybody. Um, she had a powerful. They can have direct access to. Those. Yeah, she had a powerful piece with the Players Tribune, and um, I'll send you those links. And uh, I think that's another for another uh, podcast. I mean, we can continue this uh, discussion, man. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Just want to encourage everybody out there get involved. If you don't want to go to protest or to rallies, that's fine. Um, there's a lot of ways for you to get involved. Yeah donating your money or your time to organizations in your community yeah. wherever you are and um well yeah. let's just continue to spread the awareness that black lives do matter they've always Without mattered question. you know Without what i'm saying question. and we have to a lot we have to educate people on the fact that it does and if you don't feel like you matter please get some help 
we all need to feel like we matter that's the only way that we can actually push that agenda and if you don't believe that you do uh take it from me take it from bobby joe malcolm you matter we all have something to do here and we don't need to be victims to people that hate us because of the color of our skin yo. i got nothing else on that one well said we love y'all um thank y'all for listening stay safe corona is still a thing so if you are protesting or going out put a mask on wash your hands uh and um we'll see y'all next time we'll talk to you next time there you go